Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All Kings Podcast. I am your host, Corbin, with my co-host, Tate. And today, we have JD from In a Maze on H-Bar. Let's go. Let's go. What's going on, guys? Good morning. How you doing, JD? I'm doing great. I'm doing really good, actually. How about you guys? Yeah, you guys okay? Yeah, we're doing great. Doing great, man. <laughs> uh, with your uh, aggressively nah, white I, teeth. <laughs> now I have to say, JD, you are the first. <laughs> you are the first guest who actually outreached to us to come on the podcast. Really, I find that yeah. hard to believe. I know. We t- we no. typically do a lot of the outreach and. You came out and reached out to us, thankfully. Wow. Yeah, Cheers. so I, we're know, very I, honored I, to have you. I'm, I'm actually, um, I, I, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. I, I've been watching the podcasts uh, on YouTube for a while. The one you guys did with Hangry and and some Mason. I, I was just listening to that one again. I, there's a lot of good information on there. What you guys are doing is really, really good for the community, and I'm. To hear that I reached out to you guys, I mean that was that's it's kind of awesome. So <laughs> hey, I guess hey Ma, I made it. We have projects reaching out to us now because they want to they want to come on and, and hang out with us. So also congratulations on a thousand followers on Twitter. We just Thank reached that much. threshold as well. It's a big yeah, mark in awesome. the right direction. It is. For it's sure. um it's one of those things that when when you first start doing this, you don't really have uh like a plan or a goal in mind. Yeah, you're just. You know, you're just doing it to do it because you want to have fun doing this and and organically grow if you can. Yeah. And as I was getting closer to that number, I was like, you know, man, this is this is actually it's a big milestone. Uh, yeah. So I kind of want to do something for it and about it. So um, I just made a little bit of noise about reaching that thousand uh, number, and 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 we did last uh, last Sunday. We reached a thousand. Yep. And you're doing that giveaway as well, right? Big giveaway. Uh, I've been working the last week on. <laughs> so, Twitter is not easy for your data, like 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 getting your raw data. I thought maybe if I reached out because you can get a package of all your data, um, you know, your followers, the people who follow you, everything and anything that Twitter has about you, you can request that information. So I said I'm going to do that because it's probably going to come in, you know, as, as an Excel spreadsheet. It'd be really easy to just grab the names off of there and, and be done with it. Like a social. What I found, yeah, yeah. But what <laughs> I found, but what kind it actually of. is 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 actually your it's it's the ID number for the profile. So everybody gotcha. has an ID number, right? Because you could change your name, you know, a million, million times, but that yeah. ID number of the account you actually created can never change. So I, it literally is just a data dump of, of like numbers. And you're like, oh Jesus, like this is, what am I going to do with this? So I had to literally, there's two sites that you can, that I found where you could take an ID and you plop it into this database and you hit convert and it'll convert it to the actual at you know, in a maze, NFT, whatever, whatever the usable name that we know of. Sure. So I started doing that and I had to do that for, cause I'm doing the giveaway, right? I'm, I'm yeah. giving away a ton of stuff and, I, and I'm going to put it in a picker and we're going to do a random picker for, for the names. So I had to manually copy and paste and each n- number into this website, generate it, copy that name, put it into a spreadsheet for all thousand names. It took me days wow. to do it. And wow. the other problem with it, I found is that the API for Twitter only allows a certain number per hour. So if you are like, I was just like kind of blow, I was going through like crazy. Like I got a rhythm going and I was moving quickly. And then all of a sudden I, I must've hit the threshold for their API call and I had to wait. So then I jump over to the other website and I would do it a couple of times and then theirs would shut down. And I was like, oh geez, this is going to take forever. But I finally, I finally got it done. I finished it we have them all. That's incredible. That's awesome. The fact that it took so long just to do something that simple is keep that painful. in mind. If you're going to do a giveaway, I, I don't suggest you copy down all one thousand or whatever number it is that you have. It's following. See for you. the giveaways that we do. So we do it through a Twitter picker yeah. website. We obviously link the Twitter or the tweet to the mm-hmm. website, and it's basically just based off of if they follow us, if they like and retweet. Mm-hmm. the post 
And then if they're following whoever else we're collabing with the giveaway, yeah. and then it will generate all the people who entered into that giveaway. And then it will obviously randomly put, uh, pick one person. Yeah. But I've never came in to something like how, like how can't find a good word for how it like, ex- like yours, it's, the way you're doing it is so like, I've never heard of that. Uh, yeah, it's, literally, it's, it's literally the first 1000 people that has followed my account. Um, everybody is in the running for a prize. And I did mention this, um, I, I did it at like an off time because, you know, I, I kind of follow the trends on for my account specifically on when's a good sure. time to post and, you know, what days of the week are good time to post. So I know times and days that is not going to get that much engagement. So I will, I like like throwing little teasers or, you know, little, little puzzles for people into my tweets sometimes. And I'll do it in off hours where I know really no one's going to see it. Sure. Um, so what I did was I actually tweeted in, in, I, I'm, I'm going to openly say it now because I'm going to have the giveaway this week, but all 1000 people, every single thousand people, the first thousand people that follow me is going to get something. Now I am not, um, naive to think that a thousand people who follow me are all human, that there's not some bots in there, that there are not people like there are people who are following me who aren't into cryptocurrency and they don't know anything right. about NFTs. But it's going to be there for them. And I'm going to do an, a massive outreach project <laughs> by yeah. reaching out to as many of these people to onboard them if I can. Um, because every one of all is a thank you to everybody who has followed me. Every single person is going to be getting something. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And that's, that's a very effective fun. strategy I've noticed too. Um, I know that, um, uh, MetaVision does that quite a bit with with their project as well, of where yeah. be like, hey, you got a floppy, okay, cool. So here's a whole bunch of other NFTs. They'll <laughs> yeah. just kind of hand you over those, or uh, if they're trying to do some sort of an outreach mm-hmm. and they're doing the uh, that buyback for the uh, for the rugs too, which is cool too. Which is yeah, that, uh, was, that, that was amazing. Really idea. Clever. That is a, yeah. it's such an amazing idea, and and. Uh, you know, they reached out and I was like, uh, I don't have any, I'm fortunate enough to not have any, uh, I can't participate because I, I'm very, very selective on what I, you know, will decide to go into. And I, I just don't, I look through my list and I'm like, I don't have any, like, I don't have anything to trade for. Sorry, but thank you. <laughs> I yeah. what I have, I'm going to keep. That's fair. <laughs> because it has value. <laughs> Well, to me, you know, I mean, whether it has value or not, I mean, value is subjective, right? So, like, to of me, course, yeah, it's the very things subjective. that I have, the things that I have, I value very much. Yeah, um, so sure. I, and I'll, I'll probably hold on to a load for quite a yeah. while. I, what I'm doing is a little different, though. Actually, um, there are I'm doing the actual giveaway, right? I have about 25 things. I'm just going to say things because I'm not going to give too much away. One of we know is is the fifty dollar. Um, uh, promo credit for unstoppable domains for you to grab your own, uh, domain names. Um, but there's 24 other things that I'm, I'm giving away. What everybody is going to get is very much an anime's, um, gift. Put it that way. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing gift. Or will it be a maze to find? Uh, no, it's, nah, it's not that clever, but it's, it's something that, um, people who have been, people who've been following my account, um, especially in the last couple, couple of weeks or, or month or two, um, I've been teasing a lot of things as far as, uh, uh, these keys go. So, uh, there's a little, <laughs> well, wink, wink, that's all we needed. Yeah. So let's exactly. get into the project. So wow, we didn't even do that. You holy smokes, you're right. Not too much fun. <laughs> we sure are. So in a maze, what kind of gave you the inspiration for this? I mean, it's all hand drawn, correct? It is. Um, the interesting thing about this project that I can't really say applies to most people is the legacy behind this project. Um, I've been doing this for over 30 years. That's amazing. Um, thank you. It's something that I started doing when I was a kid in, I don't even know, second or third grade. I was had a black and white composition notebook. The front of it looks kind of 
like a maze. Um, never was obviously solvable because it's not a maze, but I would start filling in some of the white parts of the, the book to make designs and start, you know, doodling on the outside and trying to create my own maze. And I was like, this doesn't, this isn't working. So I started creating mazes on the inside of my um, composition notebooks. And then it kind of grew from there. And I, I started making bigger mazes or more complex mazes. I started selling mazes to kids in school. And it just kind of, it just kind of blew up from there. And it's been something that I've been doing for a very, very long time. Um, and then the idea of making it an NFT really didn't, it happened by accident, yeah. um, it, it, you know, last year. And I feel like that comes with any true artist. It comes by accident getting into the NFT space because like there's always, tr and a true artist is always trying to find a way to monetize their art and to actually yeah. profit some sort of way off of it or just mm -hmm. gain more exposure. Right. True. And with the NFT space evolving, especially in these altcoins like HBAR, XRP, and some f other following, there's just so much room and growth to be made in this mm -hmm. space. And so many eyes are continuously on a day-to-day -day basis coming to see this space. It just opens you up so many doors. It does. And I never – it's something that people have been telling me to do for a very long time I, outside yeah. of, you know – what I do day to day is, uh, is, is very much like, uh, is like crypto panda who you guys had on. Uh, I am by trade. I'm a motion graphic designer, um, creative director and brand strategist. So a lot of the stuff that I've been doing for the last 15 plus years has been graphic design and motion graphics. Nice. And you know, a lot of my friends are like, Oh, you got to get into NFTs. You got to start doing NFTs of your stuff. And I have this one friend of mine, Woody, who was really like, he was pushing me for a long time. You got to do NFTs. He's been sending me hope for years, been sending me stuff. Look at this, look at this. But I never, honestly, I never thought of like making motion graphic work or, or the stuff that I was doing into an NFT because I, I didn't feel like, what, why? Like what, what was I doing that was so different or so cool that someone would want to want to buy it or have it? And it, cause I was always doing, I, I'm, I'm traditionally from broadcast and I work for, um, for television for many years. And then I went into digital marketing. So a lot of the stuff that I was doing was very, very specific to, you know, like I was doing Yankee broadcasts or Yankees commercials, Mets and, you know, broadcast show for shows and doing commercials and, and, and motion graphics for the news. And I'm like, I just wasn't even thinking outside of the box in terms of like, Oh, how can I bring my motion graphic skills or design skills to NFTs? So it never really was something that I could justify creating an NFT project from the stuff that I was doing for somebody else. Um, and that's just how I, that's how I look, really looked at it. And yeah. it wasn't until last September or October when I was cleaning out my, um, I was going through some old drawings. I have a, a boxes that my parents had given me from stuff that I had uh, at their house. And inside that box was a letter that I had kept from uh, Highlight Magazine, which is a children's magazine uh, back when I was a kid. And one of my teachers had found one of my drawings and made a photocopy of it and sent it to the magazine. I didn't know she was doing this. And cool. uh, the next, <laughs> this is this was back in the day when there was an email. We had to <laughs> snail mail things. A letter was sent and it took a long time for them to reply. I actually didn't get a, I actually got a letter from Highlight Magazine the following school year. That's just, I guess it was just the timing and, and how long it took yeah. to process the, the letter and everything else. So they sent me a letter saying, this is amazing. We love it. Um, you know, unfortunately, they didn't want people writing in their magazines at the time. So they never, um, they didn't want to publish it because they, they were discouraging kids from writing inside the magazine. So um, I actually I found that letter. Wow. It's, it's, and you have it right here today. This is, this, is, this is the letter and it, this is, this is cool. from... 1992. Wow. I don't know if you guys can see that. Uh, probably not. I can, I can send you guys That's a, a 30 shot. years of that. ago. I told you, I've been doing this for over 30 years. And yeah. if you want, I mean, if there's, there's legitimate proof. I, I still have, yeah. I even posted, I even posted um, on Twitter some of my, like, from when I was in like seventh grade and eighth grade, a couple of the mazes that I was drawing and stuff like that. And that was from 92, 93 as well too. So this is legitimately a project I have been doing for 30 plus years. 
and I am not going anywhere. I have, I am new in, I say new, but I, you know, I'm a year old in the NFT space and it has completely changed the way I'm thinking about this project and the way I'm approaching this project to the whole point. Going back to my teacher doing this, my teacher did this because she wanted more people to see this. She thought this yeah. was unique. This was different. This was very cool. And she wanted more kids to see this and, and enjoy it, right? Not just my friends because I was making 25 cents or a dollar on a pack of mazes. Now I have the opportunity 30 plus years later to do this on a much larger scale and yeah. get this in the hands of people everywhere, right? Yeah. And that's so powerful in this space right now. And it's so cool. And it's something that... I never even thought about or even thought that it kind of gives possible. you the chills if you think it's, about it really deeply. <laughs> when you think about where you where you apply your 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 skill set in today's day and age, the things that you can do today and yeah. how far of a reach it can have really does like it, it does blow your mind. It's it's yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah, and the yeah, everything's sorry. limitless now. Yeah. And the and the cool thing about no, mazes too yeah. is that uh it, it really helps your problem solving. And I, I know that a lot of elderly people enjoy doing them as well. Cause you know, fight off the Alzheimer's, yep. you know? Um, but I, I, I think it's an important tool in your sort of arsenal to, to train your brain, to, to think about things in different ways and to, you know, figure things out. It's uh it's, it's very, very to important. look outside the maze. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that um it's one of those things that you you remember from when you were a kid puzzles and and word games and stuff like that so it has that nostalgia feel to it but it's also it's fun at any level like you said yeah. i've had people who who said to me i printed out your maze i gave it to my kid and they they were having fun with it and they kept them busy for a while and then older people too like like you were talking about using it for mental you know keeping that cognitive brain going by doing something like this you know, there the, the utility on that alone is 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 powerful. So yeah, very true. <clears throat> so you you mentioned your your background in motion graphics. Um, how how has that sort of helped you in your your creative process? Essentially, great question. for your project. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, and I think the the reverse of that is actually uh, is the better question because <clears throat> this project. Is, is comes way before motion graphics or even in any of the the graphic stuff. So sure. when when I do a maze, there's always a beginning and an end, right? Uh, and that's the thing about my project. It wouldn't be a maze if it wasn't solvable. Every one of these mazes is solvable. When you when I start and I sit down and I have a piece of paper and whatever the canvas is going to be, I know where I'm going to start and I know I'm going to end. I'm going to start here. I'm going to end here. And it's the journey in between and thinking about how I'm going to get from here to here in a way that's there's, – there's two things that I have to keep in mind. <clears throat> One, I have to remember that this needs to be um, – there needs to be a path, right? And it has to – you have to be able to, to get to, to both ends. Um, so you always have to remember that as you're drawing, as you're drawing the maze. And the second thing is I, what I'm thinking when I'm doing this is I need to make the maze either solvable quickly or hard. And depending on yeah. the maze, the, the, the kind of maze it is, I, you have to think about the, how complex the maze is going to be and how quickly you want somebody to solve it. Um, and it's that mindset of, beginning and and the story in between that you can take with you in anything else that you do in life whether it's motion graphics graphic design building out a logo for somebody or any, you know anything in between so i think by doing something like this for a motion graphic designer um or an editor or anybody and that that does something with time right beginning and an end um doing something like this helps me tell a story and in yep. motion graphics, it's not just a still image that you see a single frame of something. Motion graphics, video editing, what you guys do in, with with the podcast, it's that it's telling of a story, and it's it's how you get there. That journey in between the beginning and the end is really where that creative juices flow. And yep. anything that you could do outside of that to help that journey uh, is just going to better whatever the end product is for you. So by doing something like this, will help my motion graphic project or whatever it is that I'm going to build, tell that story. The way you described creating a maze kind of just 
really reminded me of the story of life. Because, like, there's a start and a finish. Although you don't know where the start is and necessarily the finish is, you have to go through the maze of life to figure it all out. That's, that is an incredible... You, you guys, I, I mean, I'm probably double your age uh, on both of you. I've noticed from the interviews that you guys have done in the past and the way you guys carry yourself out, you guys are very well uh, educated, well learned, and you guys really think deeply and philosophically about a lot of these things. Um, so for you to even – and that's really why I wanted to come – on your show and talk with you guys, because I feel like the conversation, especially the conversation we have is going to be far different than any conversation I've had in the past or with yeah. anybody else, because I think you guys ask really good questions and you are deep philosophical guys. And I really liked that. And that's why I wanted to come in here. So for you to even compare the two like that is, is I love it. And, and I'm, that's, I'm really excited to be on the show with you guys. So You're at thank the right you place. for, 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 uh, <laughs> For for, of course. for having a, a good outlook on things like that, of course. Yeah. And, thank and you I mean, for the prize, in reality, yeah, in reality, just comes down to perspective of life and perspective of everything. True, it's true. Yeah, and you you also never know where like your your life experiences are going to inform uh, yeah. your your later what you do later on. So, for instance, like I used to do the soundboard for my church. And that has helped me with the podcast to help do the EQ and all the all the audio stuff with that. So you never know where your your previous experiences are going to inform your later decisions, projects, you know, whatever you decide to do later on in your life. The building blocks of what you yeah. do in life is what helps guide the rest of your journey or or at least give you experience and knowledge on making a right decision for you as to what you want to do next. Right. So I'm sure when you did that, you weren't thinking, Oh, in the future, I might do some podcasts or I might, you know, do yeah. sound engineering yeah. for, for whatever. You don't think about those things. <clears throat> so for you to look, everything is hindsight, right? So where I'm standing here today at 43 years old, and I look back at my life when I started doing mazes, when I was six, seven, eight years old to where I am today, I've had career changes. Like you wouldn't even believe like, <clears throat> One of the questions you had, uh, you had asked uh, Mason was, what would you be doing? You know, what did you want to do when you grew up? And I laughed because when you think about your, my journey or, or anybody who, who may not be where they thought they were going to be today, I was in, I was in pharmaceutical, I was in healthcare. I was, I was in pharmaceutical for 10 plus years. Like I had career path change in my thirties. I graduated college in my thirties. I had I known <laughs> when I was, you know, much younger when I, when it's like, Hey, look, you've been doing design and you've been doing art for your whole life. Why didn't you go into art? You dummy. Like, why did you have to go to three, three different schools, change your career three times to, to now be, you know, thirties and forties year old to, to find out what it is that you wanted to do when you knew what you were supposed to be doing way back then. So, um, well, you never know. Yeah. And the, the problem I see with that is like, Back then with art and stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of people kind of looked at it in a sense, kind of like YouTube, you know, nobody really looked at it as a source of generating income. It wasn't or really a, on the table a, for that. Or a viable job, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Not. And, not that's, why, that and that's why people can look and like really just bring you down on the whole entire outlook of yeah. that as a career path. Because I can tell you right now, like. I love doing this so much more than anything else. Like coming on this podcast, talking to creators, talking to like mm -hmm. projects and just all of that. And I've had the envision of like looking at career paths and stuff. Like if this didn't work out, I'd either be going to the military or I'd be trying to become a firefighter. And those are still on the table if all doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. But I really dive deep into this and give it everything that I have because I want this to be everything. You know, it's always good and, to have a backup And I know plan. it has, a, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I know this has high possibilities and high potential of working out. I 100% agree with that. Now, yeah, we can say that in 2022, we can say that. Yeah. 
10 years ago, you like you, your, yeah. your parents would be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, yeah, get a job. They think you're, you know a no like, they think you're a loser. The, yeah. the, the things that we, the things that we can get away with or, or, or say that we're going to get into today was yeah. unimaginable. So for, for, for me to say that I was going to do, and look, look, art's been around forever. You know what I'm saying? Like in some sh way, shape or form, art has always been there, whether it's cave drawings to, to whatever, actually even writing in a book, you know, you know, people who, who are hand making yeah. stories and stuff like that. So not to say that in the nineties, when I was doing this, you know, art was a bad career choice. It's just that I didn't think of art as a career. I didn't yeah. think of it. Art to me was a passion. Um, it was a hobby. It was something I did, uh, you know, for fun. I did it all the time. I did it every day. I, I'm not even kidding you. I have books and books and books. I just went through a whole box um, last weekend and I just found so much drawings through the years. I just did so much of it, but never once did I say, this is what I'm going to do for a job. No. What I, what I was doing was this is what I'm doing for fun. And this is what I'm doing because I like doing it. I need yeah. to focus on what my job is going to be, where I'm going yeah. to make money in life. And it wasn't art. It's yeah. It's just a shift of perspective Yeah, and just looking at art as a way of monetization now, rather than just fun. So it's an, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing you say, because for the first time in my life as an artist, having an NFT project, it was the first time that I sold something of mine that someone bought because it was mine. And I, yeah. let me, let me explain what I mean by that. Inamaze is a passion project. It is something I created from hand. It is mine. It is my, my brainchild. What I've done my entire life in my design career has always been even though it is from my mind and I've created it, it's been for someone else. Okay. Some, a client comes to me and says, I need a logo. I need a video. I have a movie, whatever the case may be. It's someone else's creation that I am helping manifest in some way, shape or form. Bring to life. That they're yeah. making money on. Yes, they pay me to do the work, but in the, in the long run, it is their project and they're making the money or the, 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 I don't want to even say fame or notoriety, but it's, it's, when somebody sees that that Yankees commercial on TV, for example, they think, oh, the channel or the Yankees, that's theirs. They're not thinking, oh, who are the designers that did this or, or who's yeah. the videographer? Like they're not thinking yeah. about that. So anything I've ever done in life has been for somebody else, even though it was my creation or I thought of it. This was the first time ever in my life I created something. And this even goes back to the 90s when I was selling it to my friends. I They bought it because they supported me because they liked the art or because they just they genuinely were curious about what this was. And I told my wife when I did this project, when I, when I launched it as an NFT, if I sold one, I would be so happy. I'm doing this because I want to, and this all goes back to like the first thousand followers that I've, I've had. If you follow my timelines, I don't do many giveaways. I don't like the whole, me personally, I don't like the whole share, like, and retweet, tag five friends because the people that I want on my account are the people that I want to support me, to support my project and, 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 and get into this project with me as opposed to just having, you know, thousands of followers that no one cares about what you're doing. No one's ever going to yeah. buy anything from you or support you. I don't really want to have that kind of support because that's not really support, right? So where I was I going with this, selling my very first NFT to me was was the biggest that I, I've these are these are this is all stuff that I've accumulated over the years for doing work for other people. Selling an NFT was the first time I did something for myself and and was rewarded for it by just that feeling of oh my God, somebody bought my art. And that yeah. was, that was a feeling that I, 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 I to this day, I, I will never, ever forget. True. And it's a feeling, yeah, it's a feeling that will stick with you forever. Like you said. Yeah. yeah. The one, yeah, and the one thing that I see, the one thing that I see with like giveaways and stuff is as if they're supporting you in a different way compared to like the support that you might be desiring. Like they're supporting the possibility of, receiving something on their own end. 
it also depends on and if there, there are people there, or bots. Wrong with that. Yeah, that's yeah. That, then that's the problem. That's the problem too, right? It's yeah, the, it's, there's no way to escape that, right? You can't you can't do anything no. about that. Yeah, I feel like the people. So it's it's the people who are following you that do that, right? Because like you yeah. say, it, the people who are um, already supporting you or already following you are seeing you're doing a giveaway. They're tagging their friends. So yeah. their friends are not really supporting you. It's the people who are on your your list that are seeing this that are supporting you in, yeah. a, in a different way, right? Because they're just yeah, like, hey, let's try to get this out to as many people as possible. But at the end of the day, those three people, five people, 10 people that they tag could care less about what you're doing because or some i'm not saying everybody i'm not saying everybody because somebody yeah. might be like because sure. somebody might be like oh my god i haven't seen this project before this is really cool and it's not always the case but out of everybody that you tag if you wind up with one that's that's cool that'd, that'd, that'd be great but i don't i me personally i don't feel like for me and my project my what i'm doing is so niche that it's it's not for all of twitter right and i don't yeah. want i don't want that sure and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing no. at all. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, you found if you found your niche. I mean, I mean, I f I feel like a lot of people need to sort of find that niche. There's yeah. there's a specific thing yeah. that everybody is good at. Every, it's it's going to mm -hmm. be obviously different for everybody, but there's I feel like everybody has a specific thing that they're good at, and finding that specific thing would be very, very, very helpful for those individuals. And especially too, you know, in the NFT space with, you know, I, I feel like artist validation is, is a, is a big thing. Um, I, you know, mental health has been on the decline for like ever now for men, women, yeah. regardless of the age, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like you said before, you know, you, you're, you're very, obviously a very talented artist with being able to draw these very intricate mazes. And yeah. I, I feel like that, that source of that validation of, I made this thing. People know I made this thing. People want to support me. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I really know where I'm going with this. I just, I just feel like it's very, very important these days for, for there to be an outlet like that. And especially mm -hmm. for people to be able to share their artwork and for people to find it and, you know, people can have, you know, a conversation about it and that kind of thing. It's, 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 it's very, I, I feel it's very, very important. It makes every project is different, right? Sure. We, we, we don't have to, we don't have to keep hammering that, but for, for my project specifically, I like the community that I've built around this project, um, especially for those that have, have supported and, and, and picked up mazes. Because they, there's a sense of like, hey, where are you in this maze? Like, I'm stuck here. I can't get past. And and for the record, not a single person has solved one yet. And I know that there are people wow. who are trying. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> it, it's it. How can I explain this? The the it's hard to put in perspective. The size of these things when you're looking yeah. at it online in a wallet, right? Because they're they're in the hashpack wallet, you know, it's like, man, it's like this little tiny thing here. But the Star Wars series, for example, they're giant actually hold they're on. They're brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah, the uh the posters that he has on his website are just ridiculous. Like yeah, I know. I love the Star Wars ones. Those are my yeah. favorite. As well as like Han Solo's gun and stuff, it looks like. Yeah. Or like the Star Blasters. Physical copy? And we're back! Welcome back to <laughs> the All Kings Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were here before roll, you would know what that means. But so like here's here is here's Luke. Right? Wow. This is, this is, this this is a big. It's like it's the size of your torso. <laughs> so it's actually, yeah. it's actually the same size as this poster here. It's like they're. I'm like so far away from the mic. Hello. Um, they're big. They're not. They're not little. This is not. You can't no. print this out at home, right? You know what I'm saying. So, but like, it's just not a standard size of printed paper. <sighs> no, no, it's not. It's so like three of them. It's put it's, together uh, sideways. Unless you actually have one, and unless you actually 
print it out or see it, it's so hard to tell like how intricate and how um, difficult they are. So like they, they're like, yeah, I'll solve that. I'm okay. Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> Good luck. Um, <laughs> so that was that one was Luke, right? So that's the first one. The, Vader is um, Vader's the hardest maze I've ever created. Like the most complex uh, maze to 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 get through. And I say that because it's like when you look, right? Like if you look at a maze, it's like okay, they're just all a bunch of lines, right? It's it's literally lines of just squiggly lines. Like how could you say one's more complex than another? And there's <laughs> there's a path, right? So it's not like it's a straight line from end to end. It's yeah. how you get there, and there's only one way. Um, so it's 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 I can say that because I, I know the path. And I specifically created Vader to be the hardest maze, uh, just, you know, dark side, drive people crazy, whatever the case may be. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, again, it's, this is one, this is a, my project is, 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 I don't want to say purely, but it is an art project, right? It's an art yeah, project of with course. utility, uh, uh, serving a purpose of, of having fun. And yes, there's some utility that goes behind some of the pieces and some of the things that I do, but this right here, like I, I don't know if you guys saw, but we there was a somebody had purchased one of these mazes and gifted it to their friend in London, and he printed it out, and it was the first one that I've seen that they actually printed out and hung on the wall, and it looks beautiful. It looks it looks so good in the art form that it was meant to be, which is hanging somewhere or or displayed somewhere. It looks yeah. so good on somebody's wall. That's amazing. Yeah, the, yeah, the uh, just the. <laughs> It's it's really interesting too because the way that you have these sort of like X-ray images of the of specifically the the sabers themselves, um, the blaster the blaster kind of too. Um, the the way that it kind of contrasts with that with with the maze itself. I mean, there's a there's a specific there, there's, name for it. Uh, you're talking about the line. You're talking about the like the like the line contour, right? So like the 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 maze the, the maze itself is like a very flowy, curvy lines. And what I did with the yep. with the actual drawing of the images is they're very straight lines. They're symmetrical. It's you know it, it, the the style of the drawing of those really against each other looks really good. It stands out, and and that was yeah. that was on purpose. The next cool. series, the next series is is. Uh, is not going to be that way. It's going to be color. Um, they're not all black and white. And that's the other thing too. Like it's hard because I've been in this space now for almost a year. The Star Wars series has been really the first series of mazes that I'm putting out. Um, I know I have to get more series out there so that, you know, people can see just really some of the, um, the different sides of what a maze can be. Uh, but if you look at the very, very first piece that I had done was a custom, um, it was a, um, uh, commission somebody commissioned me to draw this the Brooklyn maze that I had done. That's the biggest maze I've ever done. It's twenty four by eighteen. It's massive. It's it's jeez huge. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a huge piece. But that's in color, and it was made to look like graffiti. You know, in Brooklyn, the guy lives in Italy now, and he wanted a piece of Brooklyn with him, so I created that maze for him. Um, but you know, once I start, once the next series comes out, and there's going to be color and 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 whatnot, like the maze is going to be kind of like. I don't even want to say it's like the afterthought because it's not the afterthought, but it's going to be um, as a whole, as a picture as a whole, it's going to be very understated compared to like the actual art that's in the, in the piece itself. Um, so it's, it's, uh, I'm excited to, to, to get, to get that rolling. One thing that I've really noticed is that you have to have a very steady hand. Or a lot of erasers because it's a pencil. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that helps. I don't know if you're doing one take, just every single line as steady no, as possible. No, it's pencil. And 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 the funny thing is, um, for somebody who was in a pen and pen pencil world for so long, and then you know has been in computer now for for longer. <laughs> This is so stupid. And only people who are in the design industry or like people who use computers will understand this. But I will, <laughs> I swear to God, this happens more often than I care to admit. When I'm drawing, when I'm in the physical drawing uh, stage of these things and I make a mistake right? <laughs> or I like, like we'll run into a line or, you know, like a butt up against another line where, the, where there's a no path. In my head, I hit control Z which is the undo button for anybody who, who has a computer. <laughs> yeah. So like, 
I'm like, shit, I made a mistake. And then control Z and I'm like, no. And I go and grab the pencil and eraser. Now I keep it, I either keep it in my ear or I keep it in my mouth like as I'm drawing. Because there's a lot of times where I do have to erase a line. But the first thing in my head is I control Z. I, un- I undo it and I was like, man, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> Not in that stage anyway, because there's, there's several stages. There's several stages to this, right? So um, yeah. this is this is I draw it first, right? So it's it's pen and pa- pencil and paper first. Then I'll depending on the size of it, I'll either scan it or I'll take a high res photo of it and I bring it to my computer and then I redraw the entire thing digitally. Um, and the reason why I do that is because the final output and the whole point that I want to do this project for is. The final output of the mazes, each maze is an SVG file, which is a scalable vector graphic, which means that you can take that SVG file, go to a printer, and if you wanted to take a billboard out in Times Square and print that thing out, it, the lines will never lose quality. You can make it as big as you want, and it'll be the sharpest crystal clear image you could possibly imagine. Uh, wow, so that was the whole point. Amazing. That was the whole point of doing that. Yeah, it's the whole point of me was me doing that. Like I, I literally redraw this thing twice just so that you as the end user can do whatever you want with it. You can make it as small as you want, put it on your phone, put it on your, your Twitter page, or you can print it out as giant as you want it and it'll never be pixelated. It'll never lose quality. So that's, what that's a great kind of idea, why I have man. to do it twice. You know that's, what I just thought of as an even a really good idea as well? JD, have you I ever thought about so- creating a game? Yeah, uh, a game? No. So, as in, all right. So, let me explain just a little more. So, like, you have it's just a maze game. Simply, you mm-hmm. take all of your art that you've ever created, and you just do level one through level whoever knows how many you want to create. And it's just each. It's basically every single maze on this game. So it's interesting that you say that, and I'll tell you why. Because it's not exactly that. When I was creating mazes back in the nineties for my friends. And I would make packets of mazes, right? Like I said, I'd make five or six mazes yeah. and it was a big dollar. The level of the, the difficulty levels would increase as the mazes would go. So maze one, for example, would just be something simple. And then by the time you get to maze five or six, it was harder, right? So that, I guess you could say it was like we gamified as far as like the yeah. levels go. Yeah. What I will tell you is this, and I'll, I'll drop a little pre-alpha on this one because it's it's uh, not fully thought out yet. I've mentioned this many, many months ago when I was on, um, when I was on a call with somebody else and we were talking about future uh, iterations of the project or future series. One of the things that I am going to do, and it is a, it's kind of like a, um, a game for the community. I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in the day, Monopoly uh, used to partner with McDonald's and you used to get Monopoly pieces on your fries and on your drink. That goes to show you how much I don't eat that crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is this podcast sponsored by McDonald's by any chance? If they are, I apologize no. deeply. No, but um, uh, Ronald, you know, if you're out there, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> Hit up the boys. This just don't, just don't sponsor this episode. <laughs> So, so, so I always loved that, but it was impossible, right? Cause it's like boardwalk and park place. We're probably on two opposite sides of the world and you mm-hmm. would never find that. Yeah. So I had the idea to do, um, to do a series of mazes that were all going to be connected, right? So let's say I'm not, it's not going to be this big, but let's say this entire thing is a maze and I chunk this out into 50, 60, 70, hundred pieces. Okay. And they all have a number. Each maze is solvable within itself, but as a whole, it's one larger maze. That's and actually that's, so cool. And then you as a community now have to do some reconnaissance on who has what piece and how are we going to finish this together? Wow. Oh, I really like that. <laughs> that's, that's genius, man. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be fun. It'll yes. be fun. Or excruciatingly difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My vision was more or less like an iOS game or a, a Google mm-hmm. app game where you could obviously, like, I'm just, I like to think of ways to scale things. 
and just the best way to monetize and more or less provide quality as well mm-hmm. as also bring some dollars into your own pocket. And just, I was thinking like, obviously like, well now with what you said, making each full size maze into a bunch of different smaller mazes, it's basically open. Like you start with one small maze and then it opens up the door to the next small maze. Mm-hmm. And then once you like complete that. the whole entire system of mazes, then you reveal the final the, piece. What the whole thing is. I, yeah. I really like that aspect. And in going back to like gamification of it, um, I've, I've mentioned this in passing on, you know, on a couple of spaces and whatnot. Uh, I'm still waiting for uh, dead pixels to, uh, to reach out to me because I, I, I think that uh, there's, there's some, there's some Pac-Man crossover with the mazes and the, uh, and their ghosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will. Mm. Ray. Mm. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <clears throat> and then you also said that nobody's completed a single maze to date. This so therefore, an incentive for completing a whole maze could be potentially a copy of said NFT. So I will I will tell you a little bit more on something like that. Um, you know, going back to the keys is the keys is that was proper. <laughs> uh, going back to the keys that I mentioned. Um, there are going to be certain mazes that when you solve them, you will receive a key. I'm not going to tell you what the key does or what the key utility is, um, but there will be uh, keys involved for people who actually solve the mazes as well, which gives it you know a little more incentive to to, yeah. to solve some of the mazes. That's awesome. That's Jeez. amazing, <laughs> dude. JD, you have tons of energy, and I love you, man. You're you're a great guy, and I'm, yeah, I'm really happy to actually have you on this podcast because you're amazing. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. And just like the way you think about things and go about executing just your whole entire project as a whole is just very intrinsic, and there's meaning with every single step. It's. I just wanted. I don't know. It, it's hard because I, I wanted to do something that was that was different. Uh, not even like I don't want to say like I want I want to stand out because it, it's different. I just wanted to. I wanted people to have fun with yeah. an NFT, and I wanted people to have not that they don't have fun with NFTs, but in a different way, right? Yeah, I, I've I haven't seen anything like this, um, you know, on on any other chain or any other project. So Same. I want people to. I want people to. Um, to have that like kid-like energy again when it comes to uh, you know grabbing one of these and, and and trying to solve it or give it to their kid and, and let them have fun with it too. So yeah. it's an it's, NFT that you actually can utilize. You actually can utilize, yeah. It's like the nostalgia of uh, doing the crossword in the in the New York Times or like whatever your local newspaper yeah. is. It's really cool. Yeah. Love it. I appreciate. Not it. to mention like the designs themselves are fantastic. Like. If you actually yeah, go and look at these uh, at these lightsabers and stuff, like it's it's incredible the the amount of the amount of detail you put into stuff is just ridiculous. I mean, in, in just like a lot, in just like a line art, and it's hard to see. It's kind of hard to see that too from a from a smaller image perspective, like in, until you actually do see it. But like mm-hmm. I had the idea of of doing um like like for this series for doing like a, making it like a technical drawing, you know, like what would this look like as a as a blueprint, or what would this look like if if somebody was sketching these out. And that's kind of why for the sabers, I have some of, you know, some of the saber, you can actually see the hilt in, in, in its full form. And then there's also like that slice out of it. You can see what the inside with the kyber crystal looks like and the, and the, the refracting mirrors and stuff like that. So, and on Vader's, you can see the wires and what makes up his, um, his saber itself. I kind of wanted to add just some, some level of detail to it for this line art that I'm doing that just makes it a little more interesting, right? Just it, more interesting sure. to look at. You're a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, um, I am. But it's one thing I want you know everybody to, to be perfectly clear on too. Like this isn't a Star Wars project, right? This is the of first course. one. Of course, yeah. Out. I didn't yeah. imagine it would be. Yeah, but it's just it's this is the first. Like my my wife, who is not a Star Wars fan, uh, not not in the way that me and my son are. Uh, she's like, you know, not everybody likes Star Wars. I said, I know, but guess what? I've had several people. Yeah, no. Shh. I was like, I had several people who purchased a maze. Who's never even seen a Star Wars? To me, that was like, what? Not not yeah. that they didn't see Star Wars, but they actually grabbed one of these, not because it's like, oh my God, I'm a Star Wars fan. I want to have that saber or the blaster. It's like, oh my God, I bought that because it's really freaking cool and it looks great. Yeah. I have no idea what the hell that is. Yeah. 
But I was like, when they told me that, it was been a few people. When they told me that, I went, that to me was, it meant so much that you grabbed my piece of art now. Now you grab my art to support me purely on the fact that you liked the art and you liked what it was. Forget about the subject matter because you didn't, you weren't even familiar with it. So I, that right there was like, ooh, that was, that was heavy for me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, That's it, super awesome. It hits a sweet spot in your heart. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Lucasfilms hasn't reached out to you yet. <laughs> that would be interesting to do some some kind of uh, some kind of artwork for I don't know a, a, a DVD cover or a poster or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I would love that's, to that's do something, something I could like totally see being sold in um, at, like literally at Disney. Like I, if they yeah. if they sold that yep. as a poster, I could totally yeah. see that in Galaxy's Edge. That's the name of it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Wait, wait till you see. So, so I, what I would like to do is I would like to keep. You know, my goal is to continue the series around May the fourth, right? Because that was the whole point of this series was the launch of this was was on May the fourth, which is why I called it May's the fourth. Uh, but for for series two, the um, the subject matter for series two is going to be fun. Nice. Yeah. You heard it here first. Oh, but they're. All- <laughs> Actually, do you, yes. ha- do you have any plans on collaborating with any other projects? Um, yes. And yeah. um, so I already have with a couple of projects. Um, one of them is out. And that one, I can I can openly talk about that one because it's out now. Um, I actually worked with a an ETH project um, where I made a trait, a maze trait. And if there was like 555 of these lizards, it's called the Enlightened Lizards. Um, the, there's a t-shirt that I made that has a maze on it. And if you minted that t-shirt, uh, that maze trait, because it's an ETH project, everybody who minted that will get a Hedera uh, NFT from me. So I will help them. Um, I've already helped open hash pack wallets for people. And they get the cross chain key, which is, uh, I've, I've tweeted about that. Um, it's the first key on the Inamaze key ring. And that is where on my profile picture, that little H, the, the H bar H is on the top. That's actually the top of the key. Um, you will get, so these ETH projects now, I'm trying to bring some of the ETH, um, NFC collectors to the Hedera, uh, community. And so they're getting their very first Hedera NFT. Uh, so that was, that's just that one. Um, but you know, there are other, um, somebody reached out to me to do something special to potentially get a VIP pass. Um, I, if you're listening to this, I know, you know who I'm talking about person who's listening to this. I, I, I trust me, I will get back to you on, on finishing that up. There's just been so much stuff going on. Sure. But I think yeah. when you guys see that, that's in, that is in the Hedera community. I think when you guys see that, um, you guys are gonna be like, "Holy crap, this is really freaking cool!" That's awesome. Sick. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's really important too. That that sort of outreach to to other chains to show that like, you know, yeah. you don't have to pay you know twenty to you know a hundred dollars for for gas fees and stuff on on on, on other ecosystems that will be <clears throat> unnamed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's why, but that's why I'm doing it too, right? Because they're, like, yeah. they're they're so engrossed in that, like, okay, I I minted this and it cost me 15 bucks in gas to do that, yeah. but I'm going to give you a Hedera NFT and see what your H bar gets you for that, right? So yeah, you know this this past week, um, yeah, last week I helped onboard an ETH project uh, to Hedera. I I helped them open up a Hashpack wallet. I sent them an H bar. I told them hold on to it because they're going to need that to for, to associate the token for what I'm going to give them, sure. um, which I om- I almost slipped and said what I was going to be giving, uh, <laughs> which is it, they're one of the thousand followers, so th- that's what what everybody's going to be getting. Um, cool, but I, they were just like they did. It happened so fast they didn't even know. Like I they opened up the wallet and I said, okay, ready? I'm going to send you something. You ready? And he's like, yep. So I hit send on sending one H bar. And he's like, okay, what, what am I looking for? And I said, did you have H bar in there before? He's like, no. I said, do you have H bar in there now? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> so like, it'll click for some of these people, I hope. So it, you know, we'll yeah. see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And it just takes time, really. 
It, yeah. It's it's really just a waiting game it's, and allowing people to really wrap their heads around. Yeah, wrap their heads around what the Hedera Network has to offer and the, the power behind it. But you're not going to do that by telling people. Yeah, you will they have not. to experience not, it. It's like Inception. They have to get right? hands on. My son and I just watched Inception again for like the billionth time this past week. Yes. And I feel like every, movie. It's I feel so like, good. I feel like everything happened. I'm like, yeah, this past week, this past week I onboarded. This past week I did this. <laughs> but it really did. I must have had a really productive week last week. Uh, so we watched Inception last week and it's kind of like that mindset, right? Like you can't tell somebody – you could tell somebody something. I could tell you about the hash graph and I could tell you all the great benefits why Hedera – yeah. When you're when you're an ETH project or when you're Solana or, or or Cardano or whatever the case may be. But in unless you're solving a problem for somebody or showing them a use case, they will they'll they'll absorb what you're telling them, but they may not process it in a way that's meaningful to them. It might not so click. It, yeah. It might not click. So if I help somebody open a hash pack wallet, send them an H bar, now they have the I they already know what it's like to send you know, ETH back and forth or, or whatever the case may be. So when they see that I sent them an H bar or sent them an NFT and it was instantaneous and they got it right away and there was really no friction to it. Now it makes sense. And all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, what am I doing? What have I not been yeah. doing? What am so I, doing? I think it's <laughs> a lot of our projects that were, that uh, I'm noticing today are, are to onboard other chains and other um, ecosystems. It's, no, it's no longer telling people about it. It's showing them. And that yeah. really is going to be the moving factor in, in bringing people over. It's is, is, is really showing the power of what our network is like. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's how it worked with aliens too. I mean, when we, we onboarded, um, like patches, patches, basically patches and I onboarded this one guy named aliens, um, from, I believe he's on Solana and yeah. he, so patches essentially minted, you know, some of, his work for him and was like, Hey, here's how you do it. And you know, all this stuff. And cause, cause at first he was like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, whatever. Right. Right. No, and, no, no, no. Yeah. And Pat, Pat was like, no, 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 no. Let me show you how to do this. <laughs> and essentially did that just met, just completely sold out his gen one collection in like a couple weeks. It was, it wasn't any time at all. I'm like for a brand new yeah. project. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's cool to see all the new people coming on. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for what's to come in our space. Um, I'm very, very excited to see projects from other chains coming over here and, and giving it a shot too. I'm even excited to see like, you know, at first I, I, as a, as a, I don't want to say maxi, I hate that, but as a, as a believer in HBAR and what I hold and what I believe in this company and this network to do. I was like, at first, when I saw some of our projects going to other chains, I was like mad about it, but not like, not really mad, but mad. I was like, oh, why are you doing that? But I understand. I, I, I get it. I understand why they're doing it because it's, it really is like grab people onto this project and then slowly bring them back over here. And it's like, oh, you like this? Well, look what we're doing over here. It's kind of, you know, it's still in the same family, but we just, it just lives on HBAR. Uh, yeah. You know, it lives on Hedera and, and uses HBAR. So uh, I, I'm like, oh, I get it. I, I get why they're doing it. And I think it's, I think it's smart. And we just need to do more of that. And, and we are, yeah. and we're starting to, and it's, it's starting to happen. So I'm excited. The migration is coming. Yeah. It's true. Same, uh, I think the it's the same with all here. the, yeah. yeah, it's the same with all the other chains too. I mean, like there's, there's mm -hmm. a lot of really strong, you know, NFT Block, blockchains essentially oh, yeah. so like you know there's 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 hbar there's soon to be xrp there's algorand cardano like mm -hmm. you know ton of other good ones that they don't have to deal with mm -hmm. the network just being junk or expensive <coughs> solanith <coughs> anyway anyway well soul's not expensive solana's really not expensive it's just no it's just down crashes. all the time it's yeah <laughs> it just it's, crashes. It's, <laughs> you gotta wait for the tps yeah. to go back up yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Uh... Oh, gotta I clean know, it out I'm a little coming. bit. You know. <laughs> I'm I'm running low too. I'm like, oh, I gotta need more. <laughs> well, J well, JD, thank you for for coming on. Is there is there anything else that you uh, you wanted to tell your community or the world? I actually want to thank you guys for this conversation uh for entertaining 
the idea of having me on. Um, I know that for, for a project that's been on Hedera since last year, um, I don't make a lot of noise about my project by design. Uh, so I appreciate you guys even entertaining having me uh, come on and hang out with you guys today. Um, I really want more people to check you guys out, support you guys. Let's get your subscriber numbers up. Let's get your YouTube up. Um, so I really want you to get the eyeballs that you guys deserve because I think that any of the interviews that you've done in the past, um, they have been really well done. You've had really great guests. Um, so I think that um, I, I really hope that you guys just continue to do that. And I really hope to, to, I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see you get, you know, Lehman on here because, you know, you guys keep it up and, and, and you guys are, you guys are, are destined to have um, more than just us creators and, and, and yeah. you know, projects that you guys, you guys will continue. We to appreciate and that a the lot. only way to do that is, is to um, have this entire community behind you and support yeah. you and, and, and get your, get your views that you guys deserve and listen. So um, if I can, if I can do anything to help that, um, please let me know because I yeah, I've told Corbin are, since the beginning, you, I, I've, always, I've always said consistency is key. And as long That's as it. we bring on yeah. the right people at the right times, hundred percent, there's no, and, there's and, no f reason why we would fail. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, for, for such a, you know, I, I know you guys have been doing this for, for a little bit now, but the roster of people that you've had on the show already is, is incredibly uh, awesome to see yeah. a lot of the projects and the people that you had. So you guys are doing something right. Keep it up. Let's keep that going. And uh, I can't wait to see what else you guys come up with. So you get it. You get things another hangry, what? You get another hangry heart. A hangry wait. heart. With a hangry heart. <laughs> yeah. Talking about hangry. Wait till you see our NFT project. <laughs> care to spill some beans no, no you guys we'll wait till you guys, after yeah, the podcast you guys i can just imagine the people watching they're like alpha, is, is, oh, is alpha? alpha you guys you guys gotta stick around see now you use say i'm gonna tell i'm gonna say guys stick around because you're gonna have some you're gonna have some some amazing alpha from the alt kings <laughs> stay tuned and then you put yes, that in the beginning of this yes yeah, stay till and the then end people so watch all way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly stay till the end so i can screw up the intro again <laughs> don't forget ladies and gentlemen if you did stay for this whole entire podcast we do have merch not this my mom bought me this the merch is in <laughs> fully embroidered clothing. We have hoodies, we have t-shirts, and we have hats. And if you feel like it, buy a sticker. There'll be much more clothing down the road. This is just our base layer. I just want to get a, a feel for the marketplace and just basically bringing our brand to the masses. Well, that's I will fully support that. I stand behind that 100%. Yeah. All the hangry hearts. <laughs> Man, I'm getting all the hangry hearts today. <laughs> Jorge is like, what are you guys doing? This is ridiculous. Hangry is not about the love. Hangry is about presidency and taking He's over. He's about democracy. That's all he cares about. Uh, That's <laughs> there's no hangry hearts, man. No, it's just all capitalism 24-7. Oh, my God. Well, JD, it's been a true pleasure. It really uh, – I yes, I agree with that 100%. I think you guys uh, are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. And, of course. Uh, again, I can't wait. So I would love to you know, uh, come hang out with you guys again in the future You know, when, when you guys are at a billion followers and, and we can look <laughs> back on this episode and, and say, oh, hey, remember the good old days when we thought Animaeus was on XRP? That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, with that being said ladies and gentlemen this is Billy Mark Kings and we will see you next episode take care guys <laughs> oh god <clears throat> alright alright uh, three two one 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All Kings Podcast. I am your host, Corbin, with my co-host, Tate. And today, we have on a amazing guest on today. This is JD <laughs> from Animes on I knew the one and only that XRP. There. Yes, you're on a, uh, you're on a radio no, show. Well, did Whoa. you know? Wait, did he just did he just say XRP? He just said that. He, he just, just said that. said XRP. Am I am I <laughs> am I a dummy? Am I a big dumb? Right after looking at the Twitter account and website. <laughs> I am a big dumb. Wow. Okay. So intro this- intro intro take two. See, this is why we roll. <laughs> well, we did just have we did just have an XRP project on right before you, so it can kind of come from that. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm, I'm just gonna hide. Hold on. I'm just no, no. We're gonna, we're just gonna hide. We're gonna hide behind the hat. We're gonna, we're just there you gonna go. chill here. Hang, hangry, hangry eyes are coming for you, my friend. <laughs> Bro, I'm dying. Okay. <sighs> Yeah. All right, yeah. so we're gonna do we're gonna do a second what, take what of that. Intro. <laughs> we're gonna do a second take of that. Oh no! And I literally just straight up saw your Twitter like a little bit ago, and it literally had an H in it. And I literally just said XRP, like a complete big dummy. Totally, totally. He's like, he's like, we're here with in a maze dot H bar on XRP. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if you want to go cross chain, we can still use that intro, man. Just say it. Just say it if you want to pivot right now. Well, well, <laughs> your really quickly, this whole conversation could be about me pivoting, leaving the H bar space. We're going to XRP. We're going to do it right now on this call. Rebranding. Holy Jesus! Wow, that was amazing. I love it. <laughs> First of its kind. So, I'm just saying. I bet you Solomon wouldn't have made that mistake. Hey, 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 hey! All right, and then it looks like we lost Corbin. (laughs) And we're gone, and we lost him. Oh, hold on. I need to oh, hold, on. hold on. I need to hold on. Let me use my motherboard. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah, I'm in all the breakfast you forgot to eat. I'm, I'm dying oh, too. It's my like 40 God. degrees I have eaten that breakfast. It's like 40 degrees here in New England. I'm drinking coffee and I'm dying of heat right now because I'm laughing so hard. This is this is, this is amazing. <laughs> JD, this is, I love welcome it. to the Kings podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to do take two of this. And my button, my hat just became unbuttoned. Okay. Holy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because it sits on the last button. It literally, it's just one button. That's the only thing. It's like holding my life together. It's just one uh, button because the rest of it, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, if you need take, the, two. take two. Take two. Take two. I can't snap with this hand, so we're just going to look like we're, we're trying. It's just, all right. There we go. All right. <laughs> I hope you have fun with this editing. I hope you, I really do hope you have a good time. Oh, I'm going to have a ball with this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole outro is just going to be that. The whole outro is just going to be that. There's going to be that, and then followed by the, our logo in reverse. Which great idea, tape by the way. For that. 